0: Welcome to the Wizard of Whiskey podcast, the podcast dedicated to the hedonist lifestyle. I am back with uh, the writer of um, Hungry for Wine, Kathy. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great, Dustin. How are you?
0: I'm I'm fantastic. Um, it's it's really hot here today, but let's let's talk about the book because it's it's miserable here. Um, <laughs> so so we wanted to pick up with chapter two um, and kind of talk about. Um, tell us a little bit about the chapter.
1: Yeah, so chapter two is about finding your voice. Uh, Chapter two is about finding your voice uh, within wine. And what I mean by that is um, we all come from different places when we're talking about wine, right? Um, You come from a different place and I come from a different place. And when we come to wine, if it's at the end of the day, you've had a different uh, taste experience all day compared to the taste experience that I've had all day. And so we, I think it's a great sort of pause in this chapter to sort of say, to pay attention to that and to pay attention to, you know, where we're each coming from and the fact that we each have different interpretations and different tastes and different taste experiences and journeys and a different understanding and appreciation for wine. Um, so chapter two sort of dives in, dives into that. And it's really, I don't know, it's, it's really fun. And, I, and hopefully it's sort of a, a welcoming chapter in the sense that uh, we can all, you know, we're all sort of in the same boat. That's That was the point of this chapter.
0: Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about who you met during this uh, during the research for, for Chapter 2.
1: Yeah. So Chapter 2 was um, sort of the kernel of it is when I was writing uh, my first wine project, which was a blog called 365 Days of Wine. And I was living in Boston at the time. And when I was first starting to write about wine, I made a promise to myself that I would write about wine, take a sip of wine, and write about it um, every day for a year, for 365 days straight, and, um, and and that's what I did. And little by little, even that little taste every day made such a made such a huge difference um, to how I understood wine and how I engaged with it. And so, chapter two, I focus on um, on an event in Boston. Uh, And it was at a very well-known cheese shop, cheese and charcuterie shop called Fromaggio Kitchen, which is in West Cambridge. Um, And they have beautiful cheese, a beautiful cellar, just really dedicated people. And um, the staff is just as likely to, to, you know, be incredibly informed about um, Brie de Mou or Forme d'Ambert or some of the really beautiful cheeses of the world as they are to, you know, have, have a tongue piercing or to have tattoos all over the body. It's this really, really interesting intersection between sort of this commitment to to craft uh, production of food and um, sort of this creative expression. Uh, so it kind of comes together so there in Formaggio Kitchen. And they were having an event um, about wine and poetry. And it was a poetry slam, basically, that their own um, staff people, their own People behind the cheese case were were the poets, and so everyone who was there got treated to um, a poem that was read by, in most cases, the author and um, a cheese pairing with wine. And the wine that the wine selection that they have at Frangio Kitchen is um, mostly organic and biodynamic, and definitely heavily focused on uh, small production. And so in this, in this chapter, I talk about how um, even though I'm not well-versed in cheese and I wasn't well-versed in wine, it was still really early in my journey, um, I, I knew words and I knew poetry and I could relate to that. And so in this case, it was poetry that was the bridge to my enjoyment of wine. And so that was that's the voice in this chapter, it's the voice of the poet um, and it's the voice of sort of me... Crossing that bridge, through poetry, into wine.
0: Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so, so talk. Tell us a little bit about um, the 365 days of wine. What, um, what was that experience like for you? Yeah. So
1: I, you know, at some point, especially 10 years ago. Um, the realization dawned that there wasn't a, a major newspaper, or a major magazine who was going to pay me to learn about wine in order to write about it. That just was not going to happen, and it's even less likely to happen now. Um, so I just, you know, I needed to, I needed to find my own voice, and so that's what the 365 Days of Wine project was. And it's a little bit like um, getting in, the most important part of this was getting in the habit, getting in the habit of uh, looking for wine, getting in the habit of tasting wine, getting in the habit of writing about it and articulating, you know, my reaction and my experience, my journey through wine. Um, and I think that that was sort of the, that was really to the point for me was this project of, um, of doing it every day for a year. And even, even if it was just a taste, you know, it was still, it was that practice. It was the habit. It was, um, getting versed in it. It was really fun to try it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> well I'm definitely in the in the mix. Um what would you uh recommend for people um who who can definitely be intimidated by by wine language and by by sommeliers and just by the general um uh, attitudes I guess in in the wine world today. Um how would you suggest that they find their own voice? Um
1: well you've got to uh, have confidence in knowing what you like, and, and saying that. Like if you, you know, if a family tries to tries to talk you into something or, or bully you into something, you gotta say, you know what, it's not for me. And uh, instead, I'm looking for something else. And this is what I'm looking for. And so going through the process of uh, talking about it on a regular basis and just being in the habit of it uh, helps you helps you do that and kind of helps you um, appreciate and, and and sort of have the confidence. To be able to do that, although I have to say that the barriers are, are coming down. I think, in my opinion, about the snobbiness of wine, um, it's much it's much better than it used to be, and um, I think that people have just voted with their feet. And if they've been tried to be bullied by a or whatever, um, they, they've walked they've walked away or they've you know left or whatever. Um, so I think that the, the barriers are, are being broken down more and more. Uh, thanks to social media. Thanks to just kind of more of a democratization of things, uh, which is which is really exciting. Um, and I think it's just uh, having having confidence is a question of of practice and just a question of uh, trying things out, especially with you know for for yourself or within a group. Um, and just being able to say, you know what, I actually love sweet wine, or I actually think sherry's really interesting, or, you know, now I'm a fan of Madeira. Um, and just last week, actually, I wrote an article uh, for Forbes Online about animated tasting notes. It's in, in an illustrator based in Vancouver and um, named Iselda Shelby, and she posts on Instagram uh, these tasting notes that, uh, that she uh, she animates sort of how she draws them, if that makes sense. Um, and they're really interesting. So there are things like this that are happening that are just sort of percolating that I think are really breaking down these barriers that we've felt for so long.
0: Fantastic advice. So for all of you uh, you listeners out there, make sure that uh, the intimidation goes away by just being confident in what you know you like. Um and uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. That's that's I think is one of the biggest issues. Um, is get out there and and ask questions because there are plenty of knowledgeable people. Um, <clears throat> so, there
1: are, but there are um, plenty of knowledgeable people, but also people who 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 want to share what they love, and um, and that's who that's your that's who's likely to engage. And I guess find those people and stick with them.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, look forward to hearing. Um, Chapters uh, three and four. Um, so stay tuned for that, uh, everyone else. And uh, Kathy, you want to give us your uh, your social media uh, real fast so we can people can can follow you and like you and all that jazz.
1: Absolutely. So um, Twitter and Instagram is both uh, my full name written out: uh, Kathy Hoyas, C-A-T-H-Y-H-U-Y-G-H-E. And on Facebook, you can find me on Facebook too. It's just reversed: Hoya Kathy.
0: Fantastic. All right. Uh, Stay tuned, boys and girls. Uh, We have chapters three and four coming up uh, real soon.